tonight is Mama K. Hi, everybody. And tonight we are doing a movie from last year, The French Dispatch. The French. Oh yeah, it Dispatch. is from last year. You're right. Yeah, it's finally available streaming on HBO Max. I couldn't see it in theaters because it wasn't in a theater by me, which was kind of surprising because it's a Wes and, Anderson movie. His movies usually go pretty wide. And it was in the theater by me, which this is a total uh, flip-flop. But you didn't see it? I did not see it. Well, because we had it on the list and then so many other things came on the list. It's like, okay, I have other things I have to watch. I don't. I think it was here anyway. literally for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, if it was, it might have been like a small thing, you know, like an hour away from me, but like, I, I I have the pass, so if it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't like, play no, the theater where this. I can go for free, <laughs> and like, I'm already, I'm already paying for movies every month, so I'm not going to pay for another, and right. I knew it was going to come out later on, and honestly, I, I have not, I've only disliked one Wes Anderson movie going into this, but this one did not look interesting to me. Like, really? it looked like, yeah, this one didn't intrigue me as much as... Even Isle of Dogs, like, only, like, semi-intrigued me, because I don't love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I my, fa- my favorites are, like, his mid-career. So that's Moonrise Kingdom. It's, like, my all-time, one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, I like Darjeeling Limited, where they're on the train. Yeah, that's Life right. Aquatic, where Bill Murray's running around with the orange cap on the ship. Uh, I like the his, like, mid-middle career stuff. And then eh, Grand Budapest, people love that one. That is okay. I love Grand uh, Budapest. I it's do. okay. It's like yeah. a middle middle of the road, but uh, yeah, this it's it's he, he hit a his earlier ones are like kind of in real life still, and then after from Tenenbaums to Life Aquatic, he he kind of gets more quirky, and then his mid career quirk is like my sweet spot, and then once he hits Grand Budapest and on, it's become like it's like. Oh, like overbearing you can't not believe you're in like another world it doesn't even feel like reality anymore where if right. you look at his his earlier movies still feel like reality to a degree and they just kind of slowly it's kind of like tim burton like you just slowly become more and more <laughs> obsessed with your style yeah until until it like becomes everything so well yeah then yeah, you have but, to worry then you have, they have to talk about whether is it style or substance or what are we talking about here you know that's that's kind of i yeah, think what it, happens so this one and the, his his movies are they got all kinds of different themes and stuff going on, but this one just seems so busy. And the main thing is about a newspaper. I'm like, ah, you guys dog on movies like The Post all the time. Like, I, it's just, it's not the most. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I don't know if uh, that's a really interesting it, comparison. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did you did, did you want to see this going in? Like, I know you've you've yeah. seen every have you seen other, every other Wes Anderson one like me. I haven't yeah. really. I mean, I've never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, and no? I think really it's no. uh, Darjeeling, Royal Tenenbaums, um, Grand Budapest, and the. What's the. Moonrise, right? I've never seen Moonrise. I have not. That's insane. That's yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've sat down Moon, twice to watch Moonrise. it. I've ta- sat down twice to watch it, and each time I think it was like 9 15 at night, and that's just not my sweet spot. For starting a movie, I was literally so. watching it. Like I, I just watched like the first twenty minutes last night, just because I was just like in the mood. I love the in, just the intro alone is like one of my favorite, just like credit sequences. It's so good. Oh, I love that movie. Well, that's that's it. peak. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's like it's top five all time. I yeah. love Moonrise. And then but I, li- I like like Isle uh, of Dogs too. So that's yeah. Isle of Dogs is good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one I like more, Isle of Dogs or Fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't. I, I stop. His stop. 
animation. People say that's like a better style for him, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like his people, his, his live people. Better. Yeah, I do too. I think he's actually. doing, I think he might be doing a, or maybe it was just because it was in this. There's like a cartoon at one point in this, like a, a short like animation bit. And uh, yeah, I, I could see maybe that route, but uh, you never see Bottle Rocket? You didn't see? Oh uh, yeah, actually I did see Bottle Rocket. That's, Bottle Rocket's that's great. Bottle Rocket's early. before he became him. Yeah, yeah that's his first movie, yeah. but uh, it's still good. I like. I Bottle hate uh, the only one I hate is the one uh, fucking what is it? Rushmore. I hate Rushmore. Oh, you know it's what? I've seen Jason that Schwartz. too, and I don't like that movie. It's cheap. yeah. I told you, you've seen. You have yeah, you're right. I've seen more than I think stuff. I've seen, but it's like that doesn't make an impression on me. I'm not. Oh, I, I know Jason hate Rushmore. I know Jason Schwartzman is like his, you know, part of his posse or whatever, but. He is just too much in that movie, and I I can't. Oh, get, he's so terrible! I can't like, get behind it. I can't do it. It's so bad. There's a Schwartzman, one of the story by on this, along with Hugo Guinness and Roman Coppola, who yeah. wrote my two favorite or co-wrote with Wes my two favorite of his, which is Moonrise and Darjeeling. He was mm-hmm. the co-writer on those, so I was like, oh, they got the they got Roman Coppola. That's the, he's like. He's he's written co-written my favorite of Wes Anderson stuff. Noah Baumbach's also teamed up with yep. Wes Anderson twice. I know you have mixed feelings on him, but uh, I I grew a little with Noah Baumbach. But that's true. You liked uh, the Marriage Story. Marriage uh, Story's good. Yeah, Marriage and, Story. And and you liked um, not Squid in the Whale. You don't like that one. You like no, uh, the one where while, they're while we're young. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, everyone is. Yeah, but everything is just for me. From from him, it's just everything is such from such a male gaze and a male point of view that I just can't, I have a hard time uh, sometimes caring about it. I mean, I can relate to it because I I obviously can recognize it, but I I I don't care most of the time when that happens. So um, this was this was different for me. Right. A love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city that brings to life a collection of short stories published in the French Dispatch magazine. That's that's what this is. That's, yeah. It's a three. It's three short stories and uh, and a couple buttons on there. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think he's do- he hasn't done an anthology before, so this is his first in that. Maybe yeah. he's just gathering up some ideas for stories that didn't have the legs to be their own thing so uh uh where's the, i have the uh the cast here it's uh, a few people are in it yeah there's uh, pretty much everybody that you've ever heard a few, of a few of his right so you got uh owen wilson benicio del toro adrian brody tilda swinton leah sado bob babylon Balaban, sorry. Henry Winkler, Lois Smith, Larry Pine, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, Lena Kodri, Christoph Waltz is here, Rupert Friend, Hoki yeah. Gimo, Jeffrey Wright, Liev Schreiber, Stephen Park, Willem Dafoe, Edward Norton, Shearsha Ronan, Damian Bonnard, Elizabeth Moss, Jason Schwartzman, Griffin Dunn, Fisher Stevens, Wally Wallodorowski, one of his <laughs> frequent... Uh, collaborators angelica houston as the narrator and bill murray as arthur horwich jr the editor of the french dispatch that holds the whole thing together yeah <laughs> all those people right. i i feel like a lot of them were like and another 20 I, really I didn't mention but yeah the, the, a lot of them are sort of like i would really like to work with wes anderson and then so here's your you know very minor role to have you know to put that in your uh, resume or whatever so uh, so, if you have not seen French Dispatch, it is on HBO Max, as I said. It's got uh, positive reviews for the most part, a little lower, a little more mixed for his movie, since I 
I think the only rotten one is Life Aquatic, which is stupid because that is one of his better movies. Uh, but it's I think it's a seventy five percent and uh, decent ratings on the other sites. Uh, and uh, you probably know if you're like this or not because you know, specific style of Wes Anderson. If yeah. you haven't seen it, HBO Max, we're going to spoil it now. Done all we can to talk around it, <laughs> and so there are. Three stories here, plus uh, the big overarching story around it, and then there's also like a small little, like extra extra story with uh, Owen Wilson, like a short at the beginning. It's done like oh, uh, yeah. a newspaper setup. So the the people around it are the people at the uh, at the French Dispatch. It's Bill Murray and his crew, and they're putting stories together. And then the three stories are, are there's the the short, the cycling reporter, which is Owen Wilson. As Herbont, Herb Saint Sazerac, uh, and then they are three main stories. The first is the concrete masterpiece about an artist and a rich guy. Uh, revisions to a manifesto about Francis McDuran hooking up with Timothy Chalamet, and then there's another girl. And there's a lot of stuff about a revolution for students, but I'm not super clear on what they want. What they're doing, and then the yeah. private private dining room of the police commissioner, which is Jeffrey Wright. He is Roebuck Wright, a food journalist, and. Uh, He's on a talk show, It's and he's reminiscing about his time uh, with the police commissioner and Nescafe, who is a chef uh, <laughs> for the police, and like that's a super big deal. He gets kidnapped by some hooligans, and uh, that's there's some stuff that goes on there. Yeah. So, those are your stories. Yeah. There's your whole thing. Time to say if we liked it. Uh, okay, what do you think of French Dispatch? And, and these, what do you think of the each each one? Yeah, so I was I looked a little bit up to see what we were dealing with here, and uh, I was most excited to um, to watch the third one. I was thinking this is going to be uh, this is going to be fun and interesting, and you know, sort of like Ratatouille for adults or something. Uh, so I was really excited about that one. I didn't really know about the Owen Wilson little piece, but that's really funny because you know that every time somebody spot in real life somebody spots owen wilson he's manically riding his bike somewhere uh he's been is he really oh yeah and he's been in like ridiculously uh, several bike accidents and people whenever they talk about him they're like you know he raced past me it was an he was an inch away and i felt the wind you know every story is that exact story and it's everywhere i didn't know that was like an inside joke it's totally uh, his his bicycle piece yeah and so uh, i mean it's wherever he is if he's in new york it's new york it's la if he's filming the same the thing and i'm starting to think that i wonder if that was even part of this whole thing but it was just happening while they were filming and they're like oh this is like a little, this is a little uh, appetizer, kind of a little lanyap to get people, you know, interested in this. Um, so that was, that was fun to find. Um, I was, the style is always the thing for me in his movies. And this, for me, especially the first couple did not disappoint uh, for that. It, he kind of went off the rails for me in the third one a little bit when he, when we were watching a, a car chase uh, that became it was became a comic book kind of look. Uh, it looked like um, I lost my body. I kind of liked it. I kind of I kind of curious on uh, animation if he could go that route because I don't it, like his yeah, stop you're... motion animation movies as much. I mean, I still like them, but like in yeah. comparison to his live, but uh, the, the, sh- the short little animated was working for me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that it is a little bit like I lost my body. But I think when it was happening, I sort of had this moment of 
why is this happening right now? Like what is happening in, uh, you know, when they're filming, why is, why is this like this? Is it because they couldn't afford to do all this car work? Did they not have the right stage set up for it? Because, you know, his state, his sets are very static and to have something like that happening is, uh, strange in, in one of his movies. So, um, so yeah, I don't think he's ever done a car like a traditional car chase. Yeah, he's done, he did the he did that. Um, There's like slow skis chase yes. in uh, Grand Budapest, but that looks a certain way because right. it's his. It's the way like it looks like little people flying off paper like paper right. mache shit. Like it doesn't. He it's intentional. Yeah, and I like the premise of. I mean, I, yes, I do not like the post. I don't think it has to do with the fact that it's about a newspaper. Um, maybe though, but I like the premise of this where this is how we're going to tie the stories together is because. Uh, you know, the, when the publisher dies there, that's end, that's the end of this, of this, uh, of this newspaper. And so I like the fact that they're like, okay, we have to put the obituary in and then what other stories are we going to put in? And they choose these three sort of disparate, um, stories. And I think, I think, I, I don't know if you said it or whether I read it somewhere, but I think these are three stories that really wouldn't be able to like carry a full film. So, um, no, and that's, one of the reasons to do it. The third story in particular, I, I, I it was really painful to watch. I, yeah, it, it was very, uh, talky. The third was your least favorite? It was my least favorite of them all. Uh, the one that was the worst story, I think, is the second one with, um, Timothy Chalamet and Francis McDormand. I think that's the worst story because there's not really a story about it. It's just sort of, things happening what do they i don't know what's happening there i don't know yeah. what they want right i don't either i feel like they just i feel like it's a setup for this you know mrs robinson to the nth degree sort of situation um and i don't buy you know timothy chalamet being i don't know the ringleader of it or whatever or is he or is he just a participant who knows um but yeah that doesn't have that that is not fleshed out at all and i think it's just there to give you some like uh, titillating factor um but i didn't hate it so it we was... agree on the best one then well the best one is the first one 100 it's the first one the first one's great yeah, the, first one's, <laughs> the first one's so good and part of it has to do with you know proper casting there with benicio del toro he's just perfect casting uh, all around he's un whenever he's not great it's because he's underutilized and not given something to work with but if he has something to work with He's just, he's brilliant. He's one of the, the best actors that we have. And I, everything about that story was just riveting and funny. And, and I wanted everything to be funny like that. And it wasn't. And it just, it got tedious. I think after the first story was so good. We go into the second story. I'm in a little bit of a malaise. I'm a little like, man, I don't know about this. And then we go into the third story that literally puts me right to sleep. So um yeah i think there could have been i don't know if it would have been better if the, it would have been in a different order maybe i'm not sure i mean the whole the movie as a whole whether i would have liked it better if it was like that and, and but i really when i think about it i think about it in the pieces i don't really think about it so much as a whole but um you know you get all these great actors together and some of them don't have very much to do but they totally own the piece and then you get the style that he has that I just really, I'm so drawn to that. I'm not going to get tired of that. And it's, it goes from being funny to just being boring. That's, that's what I think. So are you on the same page with I, me? I get, yeah, I got 
Well, I, I got, I've been worn down a little bit. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know what, what he has left. I want him to, I just want to do something a little, a little different at this point. I don't think there's another director who has not, who is so ingrained in their comfort zone like he is. Yeah. Uh, like, like even Edgar Wright just did a, he did the horror movie and yep. he did the documentary. Like he, he very stylized director who's, who's at least trying some other little things that he has, he didn't do. There, there is no more, I really can't think of a director, any other director that is like just so obviously the same thing over and over Right, again. that you know what he likes uh, and this is what he likes and this is what he's going to give you. So it's a good, it's a trick. I like, like it's I a good, it's, it's like a, it's, a, it's like a one trick pony with that's a good trick. But like, I like it. He's a yeah. good, yeah, I like it. And I like, but like I said, I, his middle stuff where it was like in between real people and this like paper mache world that he lives in now. So right, right, right on the, on the equinox there is where I, I was having the most fun. Yeah. Like Darjeeling was like, uh, like I love, I really love life aquatic. And then he gets a little more, Zany with Darjeeling, and then he gets even more with Moonrise, and that's my peak. And then Grand Budapest is a little more, and I'm like, oh, it's a little too much now. Starting to slow down. <laughs> We've and had then enough. And then, yeah, like Grand Budapest was like the tipping point. Like it, it, we're past the tipping. Like at that point, I was like, oh, it's starting to decline a little bit. And then Isle of Dogs is another stop motion. It's kind of hard to compare it to the live action ones. Yeah. And then this one is just like. Oh, I was just kind of. Dra- I felt like I was just drowning, and I couldn't. I couldn't understand so much yeah. frequently. Yeah. The only story I really got was the first one, which is why I, the first one's the funniest. The first one's got the best characters. Uh, the, the the first one is just is the only one that like I could like really latch on to stuff that was going on. Yeah. And like care, care about what was going on, and like I I liked uh, the kid who played Zero in Grand Budapest is the young Benicio. Yeah. And then at one point he's yeah. like just ten years later, and he just he, he literally like puts hands him his little necklace thing, like all right, you're the character now. Right. But, like a, a couple of new like like just new but still fits in his world things in there. Um, like when they're going in the prison underground and like more and more people accumulate on the car and the tally for the, for the bribe goes up. Um, yeah. uh, the, 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 the nude painting reveal that his, his nude painting is just like a red, like a bunch of different red splotchy kind of things with patterns in them. Um, but you know, he's a real artist because he can actually draw a dove. So yeah, or I, I like his wheelchair chase around. Yeah. Like, it, it's, yeah. Like, a, he, I felt like that got, was a like, little different, though, didn't you? That point of view, that wheelchair yeah, point of view thing. I, it felt the more most uh, interesting that way. Then we get the second story, and there's things I like about the second story. I like the set, like the set pieces are really good in that one. That one feels the most uh, stagey. Like there's actual set pieces coming on and off, like stage play. Yeah. The the song I like in there, like that chanting song that da 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 da. They they play that song in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, but that story sucks so much balls that I can't like pay attention <laughs> to anything. Like I like I don't know what anyone wants or what they're doing. And right. Dorma Timothy Chalamet is is even as like an older younger. I think it's supposed to be wrong though. I think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be a discord. Like I think that whole thing is supposed to be a discord. I got, and I, but I need to at least buy them to to want to be together for at least a moment. Like I yeah. like I I I don't. Why is it so different that we that like I felt like the very first one we spent almost as much time as the second one, but the character development in the first one was. Uh, you know, was solid, and I felt like I, 
I felt like I knew not all the characters, of course, but especially, you know, your main couple characters. I felt like I was really. Yeah, the prison guard's good. She's like the. She's reminded me from Raising Arizona, the prison guard in that, who falls in love with the Cage character. And then Adrian Brody, who's doing a similar kind of version of his uh, guy from Grand Budapest, but that's a good. I I like him in that role. So like, and then he's, yeah. I like his two little sidekicks are Henry Winkler and Bob Balaban. So yeah, booking the fawns <laughs> his and uncles. like, this, and you know, yeah. and the, his frequent collaborator, uh, B- uh, Balaban. Yeah. And then yeah, the second one just nothing. It just feel like I like nothing happened, and like I didn't get anything. And then the third one. And you don't know the characters. You, I felt like I was watching some two dimensional. I felt like I was watching like a school stage play not even yeah like a, not a broadway a, a, a stage real play, amateur like a school stage like, there's, yeah. there's no that's what it connects like. and then the third one I, there's there are things i like in the third one too <laughs> and it's a better story than this the middle one and i think I, as a whole yeah. i like it better than the middle one just because i really then the middle one was such a nothing like it was the most nothing i've ever felt watching a, a wes anderson movie even rushmore which i dislike i at least kind of remember some things there and there is like a thing going on in that although that one's pretty nebulous too but the last one the had a couple things i like like i like his kid whoever that kid actor is he reminds me of the guy the kid in moonrise as a child but uh i like the way he he, his kids are in movies i would kind of wish he used more kid actors because the way he tells them to deliver things and the way he acts with the adults like when he was talking to saoirse ronan through the door it, like that that's like the best stuff in there is the kid and his interactions and stuff and you know i, yeah. I, I could talk jeffrey yeah. i just I can't really think of anything i dislike jeffrey wright in i can think of things i like or dislike that jeffrey yeah. wright has been in uh and this story i guess is one of them because i don't like i just i don't care i don't care about the second two is what sucks is like there's i don't care about the story like i don't yeah i, I, I but I wanted to care because I like liked his yeah. stuff before, and like I wanted to care about the third yeah. story a lot, and then I just I was, but it's it feels really con- it's almost like there was whatever was absent from the second one as far as um, character development and maybe just development of a story. The third one was so sopping heavy with it. It was it was like it was so gummy and just like dragged me down. I I like Jeffrey Wright as well and i could not wait for him to stop talking i could not wait i was just like this is this is horrible um what was the final thing he said like he was the um, he took it out of the story and then he put it back in it was something yeah. the the chef said do you remember what he said it was something um, on his death like not deathbed but the whole thing is like he has to go and save the kid and he poisons everybody including himself but he's grown like a tolerance so he can like survive long enough to get right to it get had to do there. with the it had to do with the fact that it, um, that it. Oh, had he had never taste. tasted the. Yeah. Yeah, he had never tasted the poison before. Right. And he was like, he's like, uh, uh, it's such so, so rare to not have the taste, like. To right. He's have, he knows like, all things. the. Yeah, he knows all the tastes in the world, and it's sort of like, it's um, you know, it's bad, but it's also it's also a new thing for your palate, you know. So, um, that was intriguing intriguing for him i think although if he has a strong if he's used to like if he built his stomach up he had never tasted the poison i guess he could have strengthened with other other, <laughs> other stuff things that, that wasn't not the poison. great for you i and then 
the and then the whole wraparound thing is the it, the the whole thing is the the main guy uh Bill Murray's character dies like we know this from right. the beginning and <laughs> this is actually some of the funniest bits too where he's like as soon as the paper as soon as he dies the paper gets shut down immediately everyone gets refunded their money right everyone gets a severance package a generous severance package yeah. like he, he's as soon as I die everything gets shut down he has a whole contingency plan for it. And right. then the last scene is all like the different writers from the stories. So I guess Tilda Swinton was the writer in the first one, and then Francis McDormand and Jeffrey Wright, and then Elizabeth Moss is always in the office, and there's yeah. some other people there that come in, and then they together write his obituary. It's buried with, like a typewriter or something, and then the whole the whole thing has got like a giant dedication to New Yorker writers, I guess. And uh, as someone who likes writing in movies, it's just. It's so, I don't connect to, it's so hard to connect to so much in there. Like, it's, writing I'm supposed like, to connect to, and do you like feel an like it was writing. Too, yeah, I would say, is it too much like that? Like, that it's really for a pocket audience, you know, something that's... I thought I would be in the pocket, though. I think that's, a, like, or, like, I, I when I watched the trailer, I didn't, I, it was turned off because it seemed too, it, too much. It just seemed like it's too, too... And it kind of was. Much, yeah, but it was so much to the point where it felt like nothing. And that's, right. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. But Well, that's easily possible. It's sort of like when you try to put so much into something that it winds up just sort of eating itself because it's too much. Like, So you wind up with, you don't wind up with anything. You wind up with a story in the middle that probably had some guts taken out of it. So now you don't know what it's about. You have a story at the end where, okay, let's put everything back and let's make it super, you know, super mushy and tight and now it's it's too much and you know the end story you need to have something it's like a dessert you don't want to have that that's that's your middle story like and maybe maybe if that was in the middle it might have changed the way i think about this movie i feel like it had to have been the end one though because it ends on like like a like a melancholy like uh, like I've I've tried everything in life, kind of thing. The other, yeah. the middle story ends on his death, right? And like the tower, and like the the tower breaks or something, right? Uh, Timothy Chalamet's character, and then how does the first one end? The he he say he like saves everybody. Uh, he like saves all like the rich people from rioting prisoners, right? And, and then yeah, and he's does he get out? out of, I think, yeah, I he feel gets like out of jail. Get, yeah, like I don't think you can end on. Those two don't feel like endings to me. The third one did feel like an ending. It just yeah, but I felt like it, it was forced. I, it even it felt like an ending just because of that one thing. Like, what's the thing that you left out of the story? That's the thing you have to put back in the story. You know what I mean? Like, y- you have a lot of story around that, and then that's the key. That's your linchpin. And it's like, okay, this is great. I'm really tired though, and that was not satisfying. I think you got to keep this order. I don't think I don't think you yeah can maybe. It. I'm just the middle to story out you can't you can can't lead with you can't lead or end with the middle story because it's so it's because nothing ha- feel like nothing happens and like the arc is not satisfying like there's nothing like because it doesn't feel like I don't, I, it doesn't feel accomplished like yeah. if you start with that I'm I am shut off You're very definitely quickly out. and if you end with and if you end with that like I will not say I wouldn't have stayed awake. I don't know if you stayed awake. I stayed awake the whole thing. I don't know. It sounds like the third one was. I had, t- I had a little, you. a little bit of, you know, just kind of. I was distracted because mm. there was a lot of talking, a lot of monologue. 
that I wasn't interested yeah. in. I don't mind talking, um, but I, I got to be interested. I think I didn't also like the way that it was done where it was uh, Jeffrey Wright's character was on uh, doing sort of like a talk show thing where he was explaining what was going on yeah. and telling the story. And I think that that also didn't really, I feel like it would grab my attention if you told me that's what you were going to do, but it was so bland and uh, both of those characters were just really, I don't know. It it felt really like the most boring NPR story you've ever heard. So and that's the style it was done too. They were sitting around with the yeah. one that was smoking a cigarette and they were talking very quietly. It's uh, always the little the, the, things the, that are great in his movies, though, right? I mean, I that's what yeah, I always appreciate that even though I'm not loving what's happening in the narrative, it's all the little things. And there's millions of them that I don't catch. Probably not millions, but there's lots of them that I don't catch as I'm not an ardent fan, but. Um, it's always those kind of things where I'm just like, yeah, this is what makes it good. This is what makes it good. That's well, the best part of that one is where the, that, that like talk show bit is they keep not cutting to the toothpaste ad or whatever it is <laughs> right. like that. Like that's the best stuff. He, he has just the right. Right. Uh, whatever his comedy is, it really works for me. It's, it's, it does. It's, and, and then finally it's, just, it's like, and now a moment from, you know white toothpaste or whatever it was it, like, it breaks it from feeling over and maybe it's why you like it breaks it from feeling overly pretentious and it makes it more self-aware and like more like um because yeah. without it it's too it's too heavy it's too it's yeah. just, it's too specific and maybe i just didn't little... recognize enough of that stuff in the third story because i really felt like it was just Drag. I felt like I didn't have much of it except for the first story, and I guess I like you know well, it was a bicycle bit. Yeah. Um, Bill Murray's <laughs> the Bill Murray wraparound is good. It's just two of the yeah. three core stories are bad, or or like poorly executed, or they got problems. Two of the, they're problematic. The, the, yeah, yeah. The 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 first story is solid. The little bit's good. The wraparound stuff I like. I like all the Bill Murray in the office scenes, yeah. the crying in my office scenes, and like, but the. <laughs> And even the beginning where they're like, they're making his little tray and that's all his little drinks, all his different right. drinks no, be put together meticulously. You're And you're always like at the beginning of the movie, the beginning of all of his movies, you're, you're primed. And I think he spends, I think he spends a lot of time on the films in general, but I think he spends a lot of time getting you hype for that, you know? And sometimes the, and he, she's, just she's like walking up all the stairs and like, you see like, the, it's like uh, the vision from the outside of the house, and like all she's going up all the different flights and she, all the different little mechanical things to get yeah. her up the the elevator, and yeah. uh, and then the, they do they did a Life Aquatic too. They did like a cut section of an air the airplane at one point, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the cuts the cut they did for the sub in uh in Life Aquatic. Well, they uh, did it they several times like, in this rooms. movie too, as a the airplane drawings. It wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't a set, but it was just airplane draw. I think it was always airplanes. I'm not sure, but I think it was airplane drawings. Um, there were some new, a couple of surprisingly new things in here for his style, but also some for retreads. Um, I, I, th- I think this is one of my least favorites. I can't. Other than Rushmore, mm. I'm trying to think of one. I'm trying to think of one. Like if I had to watch right now, I think I'd watch anything but Rushmore any of his other movies that butt Rushmore right now. Like, like if I had to pick one and maybe this, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is a, this is above Rushmore because I enjoyed enough of it. I don't, yeah. I, I enjoy almost nothing in Rushmore, yeah. but then it's, it's like, it's like his, it's moonrise. And then like three or four film cluster. 
and then a couple more after that, and then like a decent drop off, and then this, and then another even massive, more massive drop off, Rushmore at the very bottom, yeah. all the way down. So, uh, disappointment. I gotta call this a disappointment. <laughs> and I was worried it was gonna be that because because of the fact that we didn't review it when it first came out, I thought, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, he's gonna be hype enough to figure out that we need to do this and see and do it now as opposed to when it comes out, you know, streaming. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't it didn't catch any nominations either. Like it, did, his last yeah. two movies were not were. Budapest and Isle Dogs both got a couple noms. Yeah. This uh, this gets nothing, and uh, I can see why. I don't think uh, there's anything in here strong enough. Uh, yeah, the noms this year, though, stuff. are like, you know, I, I don't like it when there's only like one or two movies that are up for stuff, and it's like you can't, you can barely root for anybody. Dune and Power of the Dog. They're going to yeah, win everything. It's, well, and both movies, I was like, meh, so. Uh, so I haven't seen Belfast, which looks yeah. Not- like something I would enjoy. Yeah. Um, is that streaming are, yet? What other... No. Oh, you know, it is streaming right now, which I haven't seen yet. Drive My Car, which is... Uh, I don't want to mess it up. Japanese film, I think. It's like three hours long. But, like, I've heard that's really, really, really good. So I'm going to... That's on HBO now. So I'm going to go watch okay. that. And maybe that'll end up being on our schedule in a few weeks. But... Uh, <laughs> okay, I better think prep. What are their... I don't know if there's any other Oscar stuff that just got... I know that just came out. Oh, uh, West Side Story just came out on HBO Max. I'd have no interest mm. in that because I don't like the original. Um, yeah, I don't really have uh, any any horses this year in the Oscars like past years. I don't really... Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything I love that I've seen that's up. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I feel the same. Do you recommend French Dispatch? I don't know anybody that I know that's going to want to watch this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to... I hate to say no because it's it, it it does have artistic genius and I appreciate. Would that. Would you rewatch this one? I probably not just would. the first scene. Would you watch the would the I whole watch thing? the third one? Uh, the whole I don't know if I could watch the third one. Would you watch I, over half? Would you watch? Yeah, the second I would one? watch over half. I would watch the second one because it's easy. The second one is like it's um it's applesauce. You know, it's something easily digested. So goes uh, down smooth. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna say no. I mean, I hate it, but I'm gonna say no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna recommend this. Yeah, I'm not recommending this one. It's, oh um, God, we we totally tanked on him. Yep, it's like a it's a second worst film, and I can't really see <laughs> an, a way around it. I can't. I, I there's, I yeah. I was not like some people think Darjeeling is his worth. Like I was looking up list of ranking his top ten, and yeah. Darjeeling is always at the bottom, like number ten. Why? I'm like, That's so. I don't know why. I think it's because it's three rich white guys in India, and it focuses on three rich white guys in India and their problems. And uh, I think that might be okay a problem for people. Right. I, and people don't like Life Aquatic either. That's not, the the era that I love is people's least favorites. I don't get it. Like, and then usually at the top is Budapest, which I understand. I, I get that. I get why that would be someone's favorite. Tenen, yeah. Tenenbaums on the top sometimes. Yeah, I get that one too. Um, Tenenbaums is an easily it's 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 a widespread easily watched movie. So yeah, Tenenbaums is like a ma- like I think it's most mass appealing yeah. kind of one. Like I I, I think Budapest Bottle is, Rocket too. Actually, people like that. It's a little it's a little too rough. I think for wide audiences, uh, it Maybe. helps that the, the Wilsons are in it, so you have someone you can right. recognize. And then uh, who's the who's the I think James Con is like one of the guys in it, but he's not in it very much. Yeah. Um, no, Moon, Moonrise is the best. Moonrise is oh, it's so 
It's it's close to perfect. It's really good. Uh, the two not recommends for French Dispatch. Yeah. So better luck next time, or just try something else. Make uh, make something. I don't know. Make a a horror movie. No. Oh, what's Anderson horror? Oh, that's just the house. We already did that. Uh, yeah, let's not. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know. Try something. Try something new. Try something new. Try something. Like keep your style in there, but like don't uh, it's don't keep don't go Tim Burtony route where everything is just so much <laughs> that I can't even like I oh, can't breathe. Well, and maybe um, ha- maybe he has to like step away from his crew. You know, sometimes that that'll help too. That's true. He has the same, but not know, Bill Murray. Does dozen people around him yeah. all the time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, other people would argue you got to keep Owen Wilson, and then uh, not very many people, but some I'm sure would argue for <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. I don't know why you would. No, thank you. He's got, he's got a, how, I don't know how he's never got Nick Cage in there. Cause he's got all the other Coppola's. So. <laughs> well, there you go. You might've just given him a brilliant idea. There you go. Directed a weirdo, directed a Nick Cage movie. That, yeah. I, there Brennan, we go. Brennan will dig on that. That's, that's. I'll be back in. Yeah. You, you'll be back in the I'm so excited. I'm so excited. For what do we have coming up? Massive talent. Unbearable weight of massive talent is coming up. Maybe in like a month. Uh, <laughs> I'm so hyped for that one. Um. Do we have remember. another host We're, coming up? I, I got mine this month. I think it's in like okay. the middle. Oh, okay. we, were, we were gonna do Uncharted for this slot, but then I saw the reviews and I mean I what watched, are we gonna say about Uncharted? I saw Uncharted. Yeah. Well what, gonna, what did you think? We're not gonna do it, but we're not gonna do it. Um so it's a um it, it's a national treasure ripoff. Is it any good? You know, All right, I'm not seeing it. Mark You're Wahlberg. the one who I thought might like it. So I like, like I like I'm it because not... it was an action adventure, but it's really just not as good as other you know things of that genre. Tom Holland is actually really great in it, which I wasn't fully expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Um, Marky Mark phoned that shit in like in a big way. Like he was hardly in the film, and then when he does. He's basically on the phone with Tom Holland or on the walkie talkie or whatever. Like, where are you guys? What are you doing? Where? I mean, I'm tracking you now. I can see you. And that's like, that's his whole role. It's really not uh, good. It's got great action scenes and, you know, that's great and everything. But yeah. Well, there you go. There's your Uncharted There's a mini review. review. I, uh, yeah. I, I, even with the past, I am not feeling compelled. I mean, I was on the fence and uh, based on that. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to find anything. In yeah, it you're it not. not like a, like a, my kind of movie. So, no. uh, yeah, there, there's other things. I don't remember that. There's other stuff coming up, but yep. we, we do have new stuff. And if you want to send recommendations, I know we're doing at least one more recommendation this month. Yeah. So send them in films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com. Any of those places. You send a message or an email, and I will read it because I actually do read our stuff that we get. And if he's you send, a, it, if you have a strong se- reader, if you if you have sent if you have sent in suggestions and they haven't come up, it's because they are not streaming somewhere, probably, or you sent in multiple and they're on a list. So right. we keep track. We do. I promise. Yep. Uh, that's it. Thank you for being on for French Dispatch. Wee wee. Till next time. This is Brandon signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy. 
Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank you.